The Buffalo Beat is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Now, the Bills are back home with a game against the Broncos here. They've got the Ravens coming up. So to get in the door at the lowest price possible in the best seats possible, be sure to check out GameTime. The GameTime app is simple and quick and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Buffalo Beat. Thanks again for joining us here, however you're doing it, whether it's on the Athletic Podcast Network as a subscriber. Thank you very much. You are listening to the non-ad version of the podcast. And for uh, everyone else who's listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, whatever service you are on, please be sure to rate and subscribe to the show. It does help us. In, uh, in continuing on being your podcast partners in all of this. But the Buffalo Bills are up against the Denver Broncos this coming weekend. They just conducted their get-right game against Miami successfully, winning 37-20. to Josh Allen having one of his strongest days of his career without any turnovers, mind you. And we're here to discuss whether or not the Bills can come back home and actually get a victory in another game that they should probably win against a 3-7 and seven Denver Broncos team that almost pulled the upset on the road against Minnesota, which should sound pretty familiar to Bills fans, seeing as how the Bills did it last year early in the season. But uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Matthew Fairburn. Matthew, this game, it, from a record standpoint, it seems like it should be cut and dry, but when you look at the team that Denver is fielding, it feels like it's anything but being cut and dry. Yeah, the Broncos have a good team, and they've played a lot of close games. Uh, you know, last week they did, in fact, lose to the Vikings, um, but did so in a very close fashion. Uh, went up on them big in the first half before uh, letting that lead slip away. They've lost a lot of games late. The interesting part about this game is that they have an excellent defense, two great safeties, um, Chris Harris over at, at cornerback. They've got a, a really good secondary, a really good pass defense, and they've got pretty good front seven, too. They can stop the run. Uh, Von Miller is a threat off the edge. Even without Bradley Chubb, they have a good group up front, um, you know, playing really strong football on the defensive side of the ball. So that presents a very quick and um, stiff test for the Bills offense to find out, you know, is that breakout performance they had against the Dolphins a sign of things to come, or are they going to crash back down to earth and revert back to what they were before that? Uh, Beating the Dolphins is one thing. Beating a defense like this is another one entirely. I think this still should be a game that Bills fans expect team to win because, they do have uh, plenty of advantages of their own when you flip over to the Broncos' offense. But what mm-hmm. what Denver presents on defense will be a challenge to the Bills' offense. And 
Um, you know, one that I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they're up for it. These are two teams that are pretty similarly built, with one exception. One team has a quarterback that they're building around and that they're playing, and the other one is just kind of getting by at the quarterback position. I mean, both of these teams have pretty strong defenses. Um, you know, perhaps you would take some of the top end talent of Denver's defense over Buffalo's defense. But still, if you're talking about depth of talent, I'd probably favor Buffalo in in that regard. You just have a lot more consistent performers at at all of their positions. Um, And then on offense, they have a line that's trying to piece it together with some some new pieces. And they've they've come through some injuries. Buffalo kind of in the same boat where they're they're trying to figure out the identity of their offensive line with a bunch of new pieces. And they've done a nice job of that. Uh, I think the, the one, the one thing that Denver has on offense that the bills quite frankly do not have is well, an over the top in any situation receiver in Cortland Sutton, John Brown has been really good this year and he's been their number one receiver and he deserves all the credit in, in the world but he also does not offer that element, that other element that Cortland Sutton does, in addition to all of the other stuff, which is go get the ball in those contested catch winning situations and making defenders looking foolish while doing so. If you haven't yet, go take a look at Cortland Sutton and his catch over Xavier Rhodes last week. Oh my goodness, was that, I mean, the ball was basically on Rhodes' back and and he reached over him and took it from him. That was a, a Randy Moss sort of situation. And Sutton was just, I mean, he's been awesome, even though the quarterback play in Denver has been pretty below average, if we're being honest. So this is a... This is a kind of a weird opponent because their record doesn't really match what they are. But at the same point, I it I'm with you. It, it should be sort of a, a a game where this is a this is a gauge for Josh Allen to pass a test because even though they're three and seven, if he's able to have success through the air against this team in particular, then. It, Bills fans should be feeling pretty good about the progress that he's made because Chris Harris is no joke and he's going to be following around John Brown next week. There it is, or I should say on Sunday, it is an outright certainty that he's going to try and take him away and have the Bills move on with either Cole Beasley or Isaiah McKenzie being the one that that uh, beats them through the air. So this is. This is going to be a challenge for Josh Allen because Denver also does a nice job of disguising what they do. And and uh, I, I he's the most compelling part of the season, no doubt. But this game, just how does he respond after his first truly great game? I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what he does. Yeah, it's one of those games where, you know, Miami last week felt like a bit of a tune-up for this offense and they got rolling. But the teeth of the schedule is coming up with... Dallas on Thanksgiving on a short week on the road after this game, Baltimore after that, Pittsburgh after that, and then New England on the road uh, after that. Those four games are going to define their season in a lot of ways, but this game might be bigger because you can win this game 
beat the Jets at the end of the season and end up with nine wins, even if you go 0-4 in that stretch uh, that I just talked about. So the question will be, because Josh Allen's about to go into a stretch of games where he's going to play on national TV against the Cowboys uh, with everybody who's a football fan watching, essentially. He's going to have a head-to-head matchup, whether you like it or not. Quarterbacks don't play quarterbacks, but it's going to be a marquee matchup against MVP candidate Lamar Jackson, who was in his draft class, uh, and the Bills took Allen over Jackson. Then he has to go on the road to play the Steelers, and then he's going to be on national TV again against the Patriots. A month's worth of games where he's going to be in the spotlight. His judgment is going, or his development is very much going to be um, taking, you know, center stage in a lot of ways. And if he, if you want to flip the narrative, uh, that's when you do it. And it, it starts with a game like this uh, when it's a game they should win. I think they're the better team. I mean, they're seven and three and the Broncos are three and seven. Uh, they're very much the better team. They're in a better spot at quarterback. So, so the bills are going to have a tough test uh, here. And, you know, it's going to be one where it's not, it's not a pretty matchup in a lot of ways because of what you talked about, the things that the Broncos do well uh, on defense, the pass rush, um, that Von Miller can provide with Cody Ford getting all the snaps uh, at right tackle now that Ty Nasecki's injured. It's it's a tough uh, test for Josh Allen and these guys. So um, I don't think as many eyes will be on this game as will be on the, the month of games to follow, but a loss here is probably more crippling than a loss in any of those other games. Mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe the Steelers because the Steelers are in contention. But a loss here changes a lot about their outlook and about their playoff chances, at least in my mind. Yeah, unless they were able to pull a Minnesota-esque surprise on on somebody. We you know we talked about the, the Vikings win last year for this team where nobody kind of anticipated them coming out with a performance quite like that. And then they did. They won a game that no one thought they should have, or that no one thought was possible. But um, but yeah, this is this is now a uh, it would be a go go win in Dallas on Thanksgiving sort of situation. It would be a uh, or beat Baltimore at home, which not, <laughs> I mean that's that's a tough. Tough uh, thing to try and do, especially with how well they're playing on both sides of the, of the ball at, at the current moment. So um, a lot, so many different matchups that are going to test this Bills team. And, and you highlighted one specifically that uh, I think will be defining of this game and what the Bills will, will do with it. Because Josh Allen has shown the tendency to hang on the ball uh, a lot longer than most quarterbacks. And while... He got better at it this past game. I think his average time of holding onto the ball or to making a decision um, it was around 2.75, which is better than what he had done the last two games, which was around like 2.9, 2.95. So that was a little bit better. But that's still a pretty long time comparatively to other quarterbacks and what they're doing on average, which potentially gives an advantage to Von Miller if the Bills don't deal with him properly. 
and it's not even just Cody Ford's side. Deion Dawkins struggled against Miles Garrett. He had a great game against Miami. Don't get me wrong. Dawkins was one of their best players on the field total. And his third season has been really good so far this year. But Miles Garrett really did a nice job against Deion Dawkins a couple of weeks ago. So Von Miller, if he's working one-on-one against either of those guys, I mean, Cody Ford is obviously the bigger weakness here because he's a rookie. Not really sure he's an offensive tackle, but hey, their hands are tied at this point. Um, that's that's a matchup to fear for the Bills, especially if they're unable to deal with him properly and Allen doesn't get the ball out of his hands quickly enough. Yeah, what strikes me about this game and, and hearing you talk about some of these, these matchups is in a lot of ways, this game is going to be one of those. What I like about this game and why I'm looking forward to it compared to a lot of the other games they've played is I feel like we can learn something about a lot of individuals on the bills and i feel like we can learn something about them as a team because the broncos have some talent um i don't think if they win this game you sit there and say see they're for real but depending Mm -hmm. on how they do it uh you could say that about some of these individuals or you could start to get hints about it you talk about Deion dawkins if he's up against von miller which um at some point he probably will be same goes for cody ford but Cody Ford aside, because he's struggled, and if he gets beat like a drum by Von Miller, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. It's the other matchups, the Deion Dawkins against Von Miller. How does a guy having a really strong third season match up to one of the best in the league? How does Josh Allen match up against a really good defense? Can he hold his own? How does John Brown deal with Chris Harris? Uh, You know, is John Brown having a really good year because they've had a pretty soft schedule? Or is John Brown having a good year because he is a legitimate number one receiver? Not saying we get the definitive answer in this game, but it's a fun matchup. And then the other one is Tredavious White on Cortland Sutton. Uh, A different kind of matchup for him. And one that, I mean, he had Odell Beckham, and I think he did a good job against Odell Beckham. Uh, The defensive pass interference he took in the end zone would have changed the narrative a little bit, but I thought he did a good job. Uh, but Cortland Sutton is different even than Odell Beckham in terms of physicality. So those, all of those matchups uh, you look at and say, yeah, we're going to learn something about these guys. And even the run defense up against Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, uh, you know, there's, there's something to be learned about those guys as well. So um, a lot of, a lot of fun individual matchups in this game that should create um a, a good competitive game I think yeah I think so too that Sutton White matchup is a good one uh the uh, I, I mean the one the sneaky one to kind of keep an eye on here is the guy that they just got back um from uh, Tim Patrick their other wide receiver he uh he'll be going up against either Levi Wallace or uh, or Kevin Johnson. He's someone that, that they like a bit too, and he'll be their starting receiver. Noah Fant is starting to come on, um, and the Bills have mostly been good against tight ends this year, but that's that's another one that Brandon Allen is is seeing, you know, showing a tendency to look for in the game, and they're trying to do uh, some, some first reads for Noah Fant as well. So those are three guys, and here's here is a potential matchup that um not many I don't think are are talking about their nose tackle Mike Purcell is probably playing better than anyone else on their defense right now 
And if he is able to have his way, that completely cuts through what uh, what the Bills can do, both from a pass rushing or from a passing and running perspective. I'm not sure how the Bills move, gain yards on this defense. This is the first time all season, maybe outside of the Patriots game, where I'm like, oh, they can do it this way. Oh, they can do it this way. They're going to have to manufacture some things. This this defense is no joke. I mean, even outside of Purcell, they've got uh, Derek Wolf, who's still a good player, as one of their five techniques. I think maybe one area they, they can do it is if they, uh, you know, and when they're trying to throw the ball, trying to take advantage of the linebackers over the middle. Uh, maybe they go after the other Harris cornerback as opposed to trying to test their luck with, with Chris Harris, who will be on John Brown. There's There are some legitimate issues about whether or not they'll be able to uh, move the ball in a big way against this defense. They're just, they're just really talented. And um, I, 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 for one, can't wait to see what Brian Dable does this week because I, last week you know, went up in the booth. A little bit easier because of the the talent he was going up against, but as we've as we pointed out, this talent of Denver they're they're not a, they're not any sort of joke here. This is this is a, a tough team they're up against. Yeah, it's it's similar in some ways, uh, I think, to the Cleveland game where you say you know they're going up against a team with quite a bit of talent, but it's a team that's been finding ways to lose, while the Bills have been a team that's finding ways to win. So on on one hand, you think all right, the Bills probably have a decent chance to win this football game. You should think that when a seven and three team has a home game against a three and seven team, they have a lot of talent like the Browns did, but it's not the flashy kind of talent. It's not Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb, these guys that are, uh, you know, on everybody's fantasy teams. It's guys on defense um, that do the dirty work and they have two really good safeties Um, Like you mentioned, they disguise things pretty well on the back end. Uh, They've got a great cornerback. They've got Alexander Johnson, this linebacker, young linebacker who's playing well for them at the moment. Um, And guys that I think create a lot of problems on that side of the ball, probably, you know, more so, I think you're right, outside of New England, I think this is the toughest defense that they've played so far. And uh, they're about to face a lot of tough ones. So this is a good a good way to get ready for it, but I'm, I'm curious to see how they, how they hang in there. Um, and I think the one saving grace for them is that on the other side of the ball, they have an advantage too. They, they should mm-hmm. outside of Cortland Sutton, who if Tredavious white is what he proclaims to be, uh, and what his teammates, you know, say he is, he should be able to erase Cortland Sutton and make life really tough for him. Uh, if not, the Broncos might be able to put up some points. The Broncos can also run the ball. Um, that, you know, they've, they've got a couple of good running backs, um, nice little one-two punch there. So I think the other danger here, and I know this is, it's, it's more of a, a psychological thing and it's, it's tough to, to pin down. And we talked, we've, but we've delved into this world before. I have to wonder how the Bills and they talk about one week at a time, right? Uh, we're going 1-0 and this week. We're not worried about everything else. Well, you've got a short week, you know, a couple of days later playing against the Cowboys. Then you've got the Ravens at home. You've got this big stretch of the season that you know is looming. 
seven and three. You know the playoffs are in front of you. A pretty an oddly emotional win against Miami, right? Like, right. Like it probably you wouldn't think of it that way because it wasn't hard fought, but weirdly an emotional game for them. One that they they put a lot into after a really emotional loss against the Browns. Is this sort of one of those in-between spots that could, I don't want to call it a trap game because I think they know the Broncos are, are talented, but one where it's a tricky matchup for them and one where it's tough for them to have that that same um, you know level of intensity and, uh, and urgency that they brought to the game before it. I, I don't know. I think it's possible just given the spot that they're in. Yeah, uh, and I don't think they're they're at all taking this Broncos team for granted. I think they understand what they are, and I, you know, seeing Denver do what they did in the first half, and then kind of spoiling that lead in the second half, that had to if if they weren't up on the Broncos before, that had to ring some alarm bells for them. To saying, yeah, I think that helped. It had to have helped. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt. They, I mean. Just listening the way that Sean McDermott was talking on Thursday about some of the players on the Broncos roster, um, Cortland Sutton was someone he said, man, that guy's going to be good for a long time. And when a coach says that, you better be damn sure he's getting lots of attention um, from from their defense on Sunday. So Tredavious White, you're up. Shadow coverage. Maybe it's a man-to-man situation all game or maybe trying to... Uh, I guess, influence Brandon Allen's decision with a, a blitz from Cortland Sutton's side so that way he's not looking that way and trying to look the other way because he doesn't have a good line of sight. Um, and, and then just going from there, talking about Von Miller, about wanting to have guys that uh, that can impact a game, that can change the way, change the outcome of a game and wanting to have those guys on that on your side. McDermott said that, so they're going to have a plan for Von Miller too. It's just a matter of can they take advantage of some of the coin flip matchups that they have rather than just the the slam dunk matchups that they've had in these past games, the Miami game. Can really can Cole Beasley be a huge factor in this game? I think he is a tremendous piece for what they can do and in trying to move the ball because he's that he can Josh Allen can get the ball out quickly he can uh Cole Beasley can get open fairly quickly over the middle of the field not giving Von Miller too much of of time to get into the backfield they don't really have a, a good pass rusher outside of Von Miller because because Chubb is isn't healthy so because of that you know can they can they just get Allen enough time to get him out in some space is Dawson Knox going to play a, a bigger role in this game because uh, he runs a bit of quicker routes I, I while I'd still throw it to John Brown occasionally just to keep them honest I'm basically going into this game thinking that Chris Harris is going to cancel him out so it's those those coin flip matchups that have to go in their way which leads me to believe that this is this is probably going to be a pretty tight game an uncomfortably tight one for for the Bills and their fans and um, thinking about the way that these two teams match up but ultimately it's the Allen versus Allen factor which quarterback can attack the opposing defense better and if that answer isn't Josh Allen over Brandon Allen then that's going to have some people very frustrated from this game and rightfully so because these are the games you know, we, we had that conversation on the 
subscriber podcast about, you know, what, how some in Denver are, are a little frustrated that, um, you know, perhaps they don't, because they don't have Josh Allen because the Broncos passed on quarterback and took Bradley Chubb, um, when they had a deal in place with the bills or they could have just sat there and taken the quarterback. The thing about it is the only reason you're kicking yourself is if in a game like this, where there's a lot of matchups that could cancel each other out, the quarterback should be the one that, you know, decides the game. And Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, these are the games that Josh Allen has to be the difference maker and, uh, you know, has to be the guy that can, you know, that can, I don't, I don't want to say take over a game because I think that's unrealistic in this game, but do enough, um, you know, take care of the football, make some plays with his legs, find his other playmakers, not named John Brown and, you know, find ways to win within, within the confines of what I'm sure will be a a slightly different game plan uh, for them. So it's going to be a really fun matchup, I think. And I don't, say that every week I, did, I certainly didn't say that drive into the stadium last week thinking well this is it was a fun game to watch but it was not mm-hmm. a um it was not a matchup that you're saying wow we're gonna learn a lot today you know because the dolphins are uh, kind of a, a a lowly team and when you, you the bills are up against a team like the broncos or the browns or the eagles like we saw even washington to some extent um Washington's not a great team, but they had some talent on defense. You'll learn a yeah. few things. And I think there's there's a lot to be learned about this Bills team on Sunday. Okay. Well, then let's get in, into the Shaq Lawson meditation prediction hour. Um, the Bills favored at home. Four-point favorites over Denver. Uh, we both were correct in the straight-up pick and against the spread, we both had the Bills to win and cover. This week, we'll let you lead it off. Who do you have? Why? And uh, what could be one of the big things that decides this game? This is a really tough one to pick. I'm going to go with the Broncos to cover the spread and the Bills to win the game. Um, and I thought I was going to pick the Broncos to win, but there's still a 3-7 and seven team that's been finding ways to lose. And... Their quarterback is not one that I necessarily trust in a close game, but I think they will keep this close. I think the spread, which last I checked, was hovering around four for the Bills. Yeah, it's four. Yeah, still a little tight. Um, and you know, it, I think to me, field goal game, maybe even tighter than that. Um, but I think the Bills narrowly beat the Broncos. It was originally five, and then on Tuesday, according to yahoo services here it went down to four so some bets came in on the broncos conceivably so um the bills it it, you're right this is a a better's nightmare because you could absolutely see denver walking in and coming away with a victory based on their defense and the the problems that they can present josh allen but i'm going to agree with you in both capacities. I think the Bills win and Denver covers or beats the spread of, of four because I don't trust this Bills offense to go too uh, far overboard against this Denver against this Denver defense. But likewise, I don't trust Brandon Allen for a second against Buffalo's defense. I mean, Minnesota has a pretty solid defense. 
I don't think, uh, and he had some early success, but I don't think he's so good that this is uh, he's going to flip the matchup in their favor. Philip Lindsay is a is a tough running back to go up against, and the Bills are going to have to get their linebackers moving and playing freely the way that they did last week against Miami. That's a huge key here because he can if he gets going, then that's that's something to keep an eye on. But um, I think by and large, Brandon Allen is what costs the the Broncos this game, and that's not really too going too far out there. I know. But when you have a difference in talent level, or at least what you think should be at the quarterback position, I would tend to think that the way that the Bills have not picked off a pass since the Miami game, the first one in Week 7, that Tredavious White pick was their last one. Going up against a quarterback like this one that takes some chances, that allows his receivers to to make a chance, to make a play on 50-50 balls, I think this is a spot where the Bills get a clutch interception, maybe even a couple of them, sets uh, set up setting up their offense for some shortened fields, and then punching it in the end zone from there. Because it, it's, I think it's going to be tough sledding all day for for the Bills' offense and even Denver's offense too. Uh, so I'm thinking the Bills win this game by one or two points, and uh, it's it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be uncomfortable the same way that, like we talked about in the subscriber pod, it was uncomfortable for Brandon Bean thinking about whether or not uh, Josh Allen would be on the board uh, or he would have a chance to draft Josh Allen in that. It's same same sort of scenario. This is an uncomfortable game where fans are going to be like, ah, crap. And Denver might even have a lead in the fourth quarter, but I think the Bills will be able to make enough plays because they have talent to come away with a victory that they sorely need. Yeah, this is one that will swing the the playoff picture in some ways, uh, depending on what you think they're going to do in that that stretch of games, that four game stretch that follows. This is one of the easier games left on the schedule, probably outside of Pittsburgh, the or outside of uh, the Jets, the easiest game left on the schedule. Maybe Pittsburgh too, uh, but not an easy out. But one, if they get it, then you start to feel like they have a pretty good shot at, at finishing right. this thing in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they would be 8 and 3 at that point and yeah, it, they would need to go what 1 and 4 to to just uh, to not even get to 10 wins. So that that doesn't seem likely with the way they started it. But I think this is a legitimate chance for them to kind of have a statement win. If they if they go in there and blow the doors off of Denver, who have a good defense, then that absolutely sends a uh, a shock through the rest of the AFC going, oh, maybe the Bills are better than we thought they were. And maybe it's just not the, the, the schedule being what it was. I tend to think that won't happen, but, I mean, heck, we've seen Josh Allen get hot against weird teams before. And, you know, it, I'm, I'm not ruling it out. I mean, that, that would be a... A major uh, step in his development if he if he's able to have a game like that against this sort of defense. No doubt, I, I think it's uh, one of the biggest tests he's faced all year. And like I said, we're going to learn a lot about not just Josh Allen, quite a few guys on the field on Sunday, which uh, makes it an intriguing game. And guess what we get to do with with all of that? We get to uh, talk about what we learned after the game on uh, on Sunday, which is when we will speak with you next here on the Buffalo Beat. 
And uh, by the way, if you want the other perspective, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Josh Allen talk on the other side of it. Uh, be sure to go and uh, get a listen to Mile High Magic, which is The Athletic's Nikki Javala and CBS4's Michael Spencer as they provide an in-depth look at the latest with the Denver Broncos and, of course, their ongoing search for answers at quarterback and their quest to make it back into the postseason under Vic Fangio. So I'm sure, like I, like we have been talking about, Josh Allen is probably a, a pretty big topic of conversation with the, the Broncos and their media. All right, so that'll do it for us. Um, we will speak with you from New Era Field on Sunday. We'll see if the Bills can get to 8-3 and three on the season and put themselves in a prime position to make the postseason in 2019. We'll talk to you then.